Hi there. Thanks for tuning in to the GeForce Podcast, a show for car enthusiasts by car enthusiasts. It's no secret the world's going to look a whole lot different post-pandemic than it was before 2020. So much in society has changed, from extensive work from home to hand sanitizer everything. This pandemic will probably leave an impact we'll feel for the next several years, absolutely transforming society. One thing that has definitely changed and will continue to change is the car industry. From production and purchasing trends to commuting and how we use cars, all of this has changed since the pandemic started. Let's dive into several of these areas to understand what's changed and what could change going forward. The first and probably most obvious change has been in car production and as a result, car purchasing. With significant working restrictions across the world at various points throughout 2020, the output of new cars was significantly cut versus previous years. Not only did this impact jobs and the car companies, this impacted car sales as well. With less new cars being sold, car companies took in less money from what is traditionally the biggest source of revenue. As production was hit, will this incentivize car companies to start looking to other forms of revenue to support their business? For example, car subscription services have recently been rolling into a lot of cars, generally in the form of some infotainment added benefit that each car maker offers as a bonus feature. Will companies start to adopt this subscription more extensively with cars, outside of just infotainment? A few car companies, like BMW and Audi, have actually introduced a car subscription service that allows users to upgrade their car more often to stay in the latest model. Basically, the user would buy in to an agreement where they could put up some money up front and then pay a monthly fee to stay in a relatively current model of a BMW or an Audi. However, given the pandemic and slumping sales, as well as heightened sanitation standards, both car companies are either pausing or suspending this system. Even though this subscription method seems to be dropping in the short term, my hunch is that car companies will figure out ways to monetize off the subscription business model more extensively going forward, helping protect themselves in times of low production. I even think that BMW and Audi were onto something with this model of being able to upgrade your car, almost like you're upgrading a phone. Now am I for or against this model? That's a separate topic but I do think we're going to see this more on the rise in the future. With less cars being produced, there was another big impact. This one more specifically on us car consumers. Used car sales skyrocketed. Even though there were many economic challenges throughout 2020, many consumers still went out looking to purchase vehicles and this drove used car demand up, and with it, prices as well. Although it's tough to measure the exact impact on the used car prices, 
Generally speaking, the demand for purchasing cars went down a lot less than the production of new cars, creating a shortage during the pandemic. Thus, people willing to pay new car prices for a vehicle started buying used cars instead, and then prices went up. Will this be a long-term impact? I doubt it. Most likely, we'll see the used car market drop down to pre-2020 levels as production ramps back up to peaks before 2020. But it does point to the trend of how people will still love to buy cars, still love to consume cars, even when the supply might not always be there. Aside from car production and car companies, there was a big change in the car industry as well. How we consumed vehicles. Or more appropriately, how we drove. As more and more people stopped being able to go to work physically, the amount of commuting traffic dropped significantly. This, of course, was most apparent in large metropolises, but the impact could also be felt in suburban communities. But for the opposite reason. More people moved towards suburbs to settle down in the short term, increasing local traffic to the grocery store. Nonetheless, the general practice of commuting significantly decreased for many people, reducing their main source of driving. To be honest, commuting is rarely fun, even if you're in a fun car. There are those gaps where you can downshift and floor it for a few seconds to hear your engine rev out. But aside from that, it's often just moving in a sea of other vehicles, unable to really drive for fun at all. I think this change in commuting patterns will be a long-term impact for many cities, with an overall increase in the amount of work hours happening at home offices and less in physical offices. Now, even if you will still be working in a place that requires in-person attendance or you need to be on site for the job, the amount of people not commuting in the near future will be very apparent with the traffic flow. And thus, you could spend less time and be getting far less stressed while commuting. So if we're spending a lot less time commuting and also getting less stressed about it, I hope we can see an increase in enthusiast-oriented vehicle production. There should be, at least in the next few years, less demand to purchase a car that makes driving and commuting easier, and potentially we would see vehicles that focus more about either just car that drives really well, or that makes driving really fun. People who seek out driving as an escape or therapy have continued to use driving to do so the same during the pandemic. There's actually been a lot of activity discussing the importance of fake commutes. These are drives that follow some sort of daily habit just driving and mimic the time that was previously spent on commuting in order to help people find an escape from the monotony of work from home. If this trend keeps going up, I'm pretty confident that car companies will design features to improve the experience of driving. As enthusiasts, it might be a great opportunity 
for us to push for more driver-focused features, like manual transmissions and lighter, more raw cars. Another trend that has also gone up, and especially during the summer, was the increase in road trips taken. This is something that I hope sticks for longer, but I anticipate it was mainly a supply-demand issue, similar to the new car scenario. With air travel at historically low volumes, and with the increased awareness in potential health risks associated with sitting close to hundreds of people for several hours at a time, air travel was not a great option for people looking to escape on a trip. Therefore, many switched over to the good old road trips, something that I love, as is pretty clear based off of several past episodes of G-Force. I hope this has inspired more people to seek out driving adventures in the future. If so, this could lead to some great updates in future cars to make them more fun on driving adventures. So the trends in both producer and consumer habits have changed significantly because of the pandemic. It's pretty clear that the way we use cars has changed, and there's an opportunity for car manufacturers to bring out new cars and new features to improve the car experience in a post-pandemic world. But the above situations only describe what's going on currently. But what about manufacturers? What are they actually working on and planning to introduce? Well, an example of a car manufacturer that is adapting to this new world is Nissan. They recently showcased their new concept, the NV350. It's essentially a Nissan commercial van kitted out with a moving workspace pod in the rear, enabling work from home to be mobile. The idea is that drivers will buy the NV350 to use for work from home, but also to travel and be mobile. It would help break away from the dullness of working remotely from the same place every day. Although it's just a concept, the NV350 offers a pretty good indication of what else we can expect from the car industry. It combines two of the core elements we've discussed here already. Work from home, or I guess a better way to put it, not having to be in a specific physical location to work and also the idea of being able to go on road trips. This was a brief overview of what's changing with cars and the car community due to the pandemic. There are so many additional areas that are being impacted, like public transportation and greenhouse gas production that I didn't even get to discuss here. What trends do you think will make a big impact on cars? Let us know on Twitter at GeForce Podcast. Mm-hmm.